This song is from the future, but since you've been good, you get it early. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keep running. I could not have thought of a better way to start our first show of the new year or the new decade than Craig Robinson's rendition of Let's Get It Started from Hot Tub Time Machine. Or, or it could be the new century. Well, yeah, I guess if you're going <laughs> to start, start whenever you 2020 want. to 3020, yeah. <laughs> the, the time is now! Wait, that's, that's that can't a be thousand right. it's years. Tw- <laughs> century's a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred years. <laughs> All right, take four. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, everyone? Welcome to um, our first show of 2020. I was going to say, like, episode ever, but that made no sense either. Yeah. Um, you, you know how it goes. Myself and David are here, and we're here to bring you into the new year with all things 2019. Doesn't that sound original? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the past. Let's just let it die. Slowly but we can't because we have to talk about it. Because that's what everyone expects, right? I think, like, if we were to do a show about the best something of whatever in 2019 in, like, two months, people would be like, yo, what the hell, guys? Yeah, but I think we have, I think we have, like, a good two-week time period where it's okay to talk about last year. Which, spoiler alert, one of our next episodes, we don't know if it's going to be either... Next week or the week after, because we're trying to get a guest to join us, we're, we're going to have a, a little fun game for you guys, Going, looking back at the past decade. Right now, we're just going to focus on 2019 and all of its glory, but we need a little bit more time to prepare for this monster show. It's going to yeah. have some crazy content. It's going to be pretty cool. And, um, and you we're know really what? excited like, about it. Everyone is right now talking about, like, the top things from the last 10 years because yeah cool it's 2020 now but we're mixing it up we don't care about 2001 to wait no 2010 yeah 10 (laughs) 2010 to 2018 those years sucked in comparison to 2019 i think Yes and no. I mean, <laughs> I would say music-wise, we probably experienced one of our worst years of all time. <laughs> I know. We need the Roaring Twenties to come back. Oh, that's so oh, crazy. We're in the Roaring Twenties. If you look at... We were talking about this today. Some of the greatest music that we've ever heard came out in the year 2000. The year 2000 was 20 years ago. Some people turned 20 this year... And they have the easiest birthday ever. Like, how old are you? I was born in the year 2000. Oh, that makes you 20. In the year 2000. You know what was... Do you remember <laughs> back in 1999 how everyone was freaking out about the computers? And make sure you restart sure your computer you could, before you go to bed. Your computer's turned off because it, the, the computer might not be able to display the year 2000. It was so stupid, and everyone thought that all the computers were going to shut down and stop working, and people... I remember we spent our New Year's Eve, my my dad had made us, like, all hang out in the basement, like, hide in the basement. We had to be quiet because, you know, the computers could hear us. It was the worst. That's so weird because we now so everybody... We were so stupid back then, weren't we? 
everybody has technology in their house that can listen to you all the time. Like, my Google's listening to me right now, so is my cell phone. My cell phone listens to me the point I was talking about uh, percussion massagers yesterday. And all of a sudden, my Instagram this morning, would you like to buy this percussion massager? Would you like to buy this one? No, damn it. Yeah, I didn't I sp- want to buy cat food the other day either. I spoke Spanish Excuse for me. a whole week, and then my phone turned into Spanish, and I had no idea what to do. Um, speaking <laughs> of a whole week, excuse me, I have a little tickle in my throat. You and I took two weeks off. We had a little uh, corporate retreat at Dave & Buster's. Oh, yeah. fun. I remember. I remember that. Um, but we, we, got to, we got to take some time to ourselves and be with our families and take some time off. The regular grinds of working, podcasting, being busy, and I've got to say I feel refreshed. I feel I feel like I'm I'm ready to be back at it. But we had a lot of fun yeah, at was, our our first break. annual Christmas party. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was actually that that was sweet. That was um, we we brought our significant others as well because they probably would have thought it was kind of weird if. Well, I'm I'm sure. Angela, my my girlfriend, would have thought it was weird that I was just like leaving her in Toronto. Be like, okay, I'm gonna hang out with Sean. <laughs> okay, see you later. Bye. But we won some some prizes. We won the jackpot on one of those games, thousand yeah. tickets. And actually, when I think about it, those two cups that we got, uh, we essentially paid like twenty five bucks for each cup. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Don't. That's why. Friends, when you are at a arcade and you're redeeming tickets for something, don't don't compare the uh, amount of tickets that you've redeemed to the cost that you've paid for to earn those tickets. I thought you were going to give them better advice and be like, don't pay the difference to get the prize. Uh, it was a dollar. It's still a whole dollar. Yeah, true. You guys got two cups. We got a cup and gummy bears because we didn't care. Yeah, and those I, gummy I bears figured, were pretty delicious. I, we got the blue and the orange one, and I have to say, I really like that orange one. And Angela uses it all the time, and you get yeah. stuck with the blue one. Yeah. Did you get any cool video games from um, uh, our friend Santa Claus? Th- this year was um, kind of lacking in the video game department, but uh, I did get uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh. And you know what? I was wrong about that game. I what? remember there's a if you guys remember a while ago I had canceled my pre-order because uh, the E3 reveal and all that footage just looked awful and I was like, "Ugh." Uh but then once it came out like the reviews have been pretty good um and the community seems to be supporting the game. So I'm like, you know what? I want to play it. So um, it was graciously gifted to me. And I actually am really enjoying it. There's a few things that I dislike about it. Um, I guess it was a conscious decision to not allow you to dismember um, stormtroopers. Which is stupid. And I know, I'm right? Still, I, stand by, I stand behind that. And I think it was because uh, they want it to be more accessible because... Ever since Disney got it right, like like they gotta be, they gotta protect the children. 
So uh, Disney's got their hands on Deadpool now too. So we don't know. Oh yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, but you can still like cut animals and stuff like that in half. But I don't know. It's 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 the the lightsaber fighting. All of that stuff is it's actually really satisfying. The sound work is really good. Um, the graphics are actually I'm I'm pretty impressed with them. Uh, so yeah, and and after seeing like I started playing it. And it was not too long after seeing these, like going to the Star Wars marathon, right? So, it this one takes place right before, or sorry, right after Order sixty six, or like a year or two after. Right? Okay. So I'm playing the first mission, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm playing it, and after watching like episode one to three, four, five, six, right, all that stuff, you, I kind of felt a little more connection with the story with the game it's like oh i just saw this take place in the movies and now i'm playing like this other other story so um but I, i'm happy with it it was it's 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 a good game i enjoy it so i've been playing through that that's really about it nice i uh i received a gift card for video games and i haven't decided i'm down to three games I'm deciding on whether I want to just pre-order the next show, um, which comes out in March, so that's not a huge, huge wait. Um, I'm looking at either Marvel Alliance three, oh, or you, you, I'm I also looking even at Star think Wars. Of that one. Yeah, get Marvel. And how much do you have? Do you have enough for two games? Yeah, it's, it's one game. Oh, a single game. Um, I'm gonna but say you, you should hold off on the show. Uh, because it's going to go on sale fairly quickly after its release. Guaranteed. Um, now, it always comes out right just before the, the baseball season, so it stays high-priced until, like, September. I don't know. I uh, When the show 18 came out, I remember seeing it at Walmart for, like, the deluxe edition with the steel book and stuff like that. It was, like, 50 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, and I had almost bought it, but I was like, eh. And then it ended up being free on PlayStation Plus at some point last year. Um, okay. Now, if you want a, a good single-player game, uh, then I would say Jedi, Fallen Order. But isn't Black Black Order's also single-player, unless I jump into a random game? Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, you mean? Yeah, isn't doesn't it have an online component? Yeah, so it has like online multiplayer, but it has also couch co-op. You can play like Which four player, fun. right? So I think that one, especially if uh, if your significant other is uh, one to who wants to play that game, right? You guys can go around and kill baddies together, and we could play it online too. Kill yeah, baddies together. A... Oh, do you have it? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't think you got yeah. it. I was hoping it would be on sale. It was one of the titles that wasn't. I was actually uh, kind of surprised because especially... uh, they. They that game was like really hyped up around E3 and stuff like that, and then it just kind of fell by the wayside. I think they just released yeah. uh, DLC for that as well. I think this year's Black Friday and Boxing Week sales were just so underwhelming for the gaming industry as a whole. Well, like, I'd say I, that I, the I, Black Friday I, was slightly better, but Boxing Day was just the same. It was the same stuff over and over again, right? Like it was just a yeah, repeat. There was, there was nothing to really drag you into the store. Like there was lines at EBs everywhere, but like to save twenty bucks on Breath of the Wild, that's not saving money. No. 
Like, like I, I picked mean, yeah, up I can... um, Astral Chain. It was uh, sixty bucks on Amazon. Um, I was I was gonna pick up Control, but the Walmart I went to was sold out, and I wasn't yeah. willing to go to another Walmart. Yeah, that was the same in my city. It was like the one Walmart on the opposite side of the city. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna bother. It's not worth it. <laughs> For... Literally the worst mall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I picked up Astral Chain, and that one had just come out. That's so they what company was that? Platinum Games. They did like the Bayonetta games and stuff like that. Um, so I picked that up because it was a good price. And Nintendo. That's the thing with Nintendo games. They they rarely ever go on sale. Like there was some on sale for Black Friday and Boxing Day, but those were like old games, right? Like yeah. Uh, Jumbo Video had uh, like or Microplay Jumbo Video. I'm I'm not sure if they were all all like all the Microplays around were doing it, but uh, you could have got uh, Damon X Machina for uh, fifty bucks, which okay. is like a mech game. So I picked that up, and Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening was fifty bucks. Where did you see it for fifty bucks? I would have bought it for fifty. Microplay. Jumbo oh. video. I was I, I wasn't driving to New Market. Never yeah. mind. I lied. Yeah. But other than that, like most of the deals were kind of meh. I did end up. You know what? I noticed that there was a lot of uh, PC like computer peripherals and accessories that were on sale this year. Almost more yeah, than huge, usual. Yeah, huge. Lots of hardware in general. Like even EB, like their biggest things were like these these go kits, right? Like you get mm-hmm. a pair. Uh, like a, a gaming set of headphones by Biogenic, some controller grips, and a holder for like fifty bucks. Yeah, I bought. And I mean, uh, that's that's good for the Fortnite kids. Yeah, I bought a new mouse and keyboard for my computer. Ooh. Because my mouse, I've had it. I had it for a while. It was like a Logitech G six hundred two or something like that, a wireless gaming mouse, and it was like double clicking, and it was out of warranty, so I had to buy a new one. So I got a nice gaming. Logitech G502 SE Hero. It's wired, but whatever. And I got a new Razer or not a Chroma keyboard. L- listen to this. Oh, uh, so clicky. It is very clicky. It's clicky. Sounds like a typewriter. Almost. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it, the funny thing is, is that the the keyboard goes for like almost two hundred dollars, maybe. And they had the regular edition, which was just black, you know, on for regular price. But then they had the Destiny 2 edition on for 75 bucks. So the only difference is that, like, the, the black – I'll send you a picture. Uh, the black has, like, some sort of it, – it almost looks like – I don't even know what this is. It looks like, like rock, as if it's, like, a slate, like a, a – Okay. Of something. It says Destiny 2 on the top. And then the uh, the wrist rest has like the Destiny logo on it. But speaking of Destiny two, totally off topic. Is anyone playing that game still? Yeah, surprisingly, a lot of people are sharing that. Like it's still like the online community is very good. Wait, did that game go free to play? I'm not sure. I think I have the disc. If it's free to play and you can get absolutely everything, I'm down. Hold on, I'm gonna check this out. Um, yeah, so aside from that, I didn't really do much in the, the gaming realm of things this uh, this Boxing Day. Didn't Actually, the last game I think I bought was uh, 
Sword and Shield? Like, I plan on buying Madden around the Super Bowl just because it's always cheap around the Super Bowl. But uh, there hasn't been a ton of games that have really appealed to me. To be honest with you, though, and this is going to sound blasphemous to uh, to you guys, but uh, I haven't really played a video game since... Like, I played my traditional Mario Party on Christmas Eve, but I haven't really played video games in the last few weeks. I've just been too busy. Oh, shit. Destiny 2 is free to play. Uh, did you try any of those um, those games from uh, Cubic Games? Uh, yeah, I did. And you know what? Some of them are actually pretty good. We, uh, My sister and I played that Wrecking Ball one. Yeah. It is so fun. It makes no sense, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Mana Spark is pretty good. It's like a, a roguelike dungeon crawler a top-down shooter thing. Um, it's tough. Some of the racing ones are fun. Um, and what was the one on Christmas? I or, can't or remember, but night. it was worth like 10 bucks. Yeah, like the, they gave away some pretty good, like a good chunk of change for them, right? But yeah, I haven't that, played that I haven't coloring really touched book them since. Was, <laughs> oh, almost every game I like, I tried or I deleted right away. Like the coloring books and the puzzles, I was like, no. I don't need you. You're yeah, just here I to did one puzzle going. while I was waiting for Angela to get ready because we were going out. I'm like, whatever, I'll do a puzzle. It's You're I like, guess it's like that. That's something good for kids, but yeah, the the later ones, and I think they set it up that way. So like the more expensive games that they were giving away, and the uh, the better because if you broke your chain, you were gone. Right, you had to buy the game, and now granted, the game was on a discount, like a pretty good discount, but still, it's like ugh, I missed that's it. What I- that was weird about the whole um, the wrecking ball thing. You're just this ball, and like we couldn't figure out because it doesn't tell you what you're supposed to do. No, anything, it has right? no instructions. You just you go after these little blue orbs and you try and get out. And then if you go down, like you can get rubber on your thing, and you eventually get a hook. And there's like puzzles, but it's also like not a puzzle. It made no sense. It was fun though, but we should really get to the reason why we're here. We want to hear all about your day. No, I'm just kidding. We are here to discuss um, what um, we're doing things a little bit differently because we're not going to do things based off of um, how films or movies grossed. We're just going to do our opinions of our top five movies, our top five games, and then we're actually going to do something like our three biggest disappointments, even though I want to throw in a fourth one and David's going to fight me on it. Uh, um but yeah, we wanna we wanna just share with you guys some of our thoughts. So we're gonna go. We've both compiled lists, and we're gonna go five to one on each. Um, and do you want to start with movies? Sure, because nobody likes movies. Yeah, everybody hates movies. Um, number five for me was uh, a Netflix original. I actually have two of them on my list: uh, Murder Mysteries, starring Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, was, was that good? Yeah, it was actually really entertaining. Um, I always like when those two link up. I think their movies are really good. Um, like, I mean, for Adam Sandler movies, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in definitely their own category. But um, the one thing I really enjoyed about that movie was the fact that it, was, it wasn't it was trying to be anything it wasn't. You know, Adam Sandler still did, like, his slapstick stuff. He still wore a pair of shorts. Right. Um, but instead, he was a police officer who was trying to, um, like, they were they were on this this boat together, and they try and solve a mystery. And they are trying to be framed. I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, 
It was uh, really well done, and uh, I'm going to give credit to Netflix here. Netflix has done so well with creating content. I was going to put Six Underground on this list, and then I was like, I have to watch it for it to be in my top five. Um, Yeah, you can't put something in your top five if you've never (laughs) seen it. Exactly. Um, (laughs) That's like, like when your movie list looks a lot better than mine, but a lot of those movies are on my intention to watch list. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, as always, you can um, you can complain about my movie selections or game selections, or you can praise my wonderful decisions. But I really enjoyed this movie. That one is number five on my list. Do you want to do your five? Um, no, you you do your five, four, three, two, one, and then we'll do mine. Okay. Number I think, four. I think that's better because then you, you're going to be on a roll for yours, and then everyone that's will fair. like my list better. That's probably <laughs> also fair. Number four is also a Netflix movie called Triple Frontier. Oh yeah, that was Ben a good Affleck, one. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. I think Oscar Isaac was in it. Yeah. Um, just a bunch of random people. Pepe Silva. Um, oh no, who <laughs> plays the Mandalorian? <laughs> um, I I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um. Anyways, way to derail me. Um, so, yeah, triple frontier. Yeah, but you said the Mandalorian. Um, loyalties are tested when five friends and former special ops are reunited to take down a South American drug lord, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. That's the tagline for the movie. I don't want to spoil it for you because there's spoilers that happen pretty quick in the movie that kind of sets everything off. But it was one of those ones where, like, Netflix just randomly put out one day, like, hey, Ben Ben Affleck made a movie on Netflix. You should probably watch it. And, boy, were they not disappointing. Um, Pedro Pascal, again, that's who it is. I was going to read his name. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's the Mandalorian. And you're like, no, just get back to it. Anyways, it was good. It was surprisingly, surprisingly good. I watched that uh, a while ago, just thinking, "Oh, I like Ben Affleck movies." Some, some of them, like it's got a good cast. Didn't really know much about it, and oh man, it was, it was pretty intense. Like, and yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, it's one of those movies that I would feel bad if we said anything about what. Yeah, because in, in the it. first ten if, minutes, yeah. If if they haven't seen it, like if someone listening hasn't seen it, go and watch it because. Uh, you you owe yourself to watch that movie. That's like um, oh I can't remember the movie. It starred John Krasinski and the guy. The silent from... one. No right? no no no. That trailer dropped today. Um, was it called thirteen twenty seven hours or something? Oh yeah yeah. It yeah. was thirteen hours uh, in Baghdad or something yeah, like that. Yeah in Be- Benghazi. Big, big Dazzy uh, or something, yeah. Um, that movie again, like that—that's what it kind of reminded me of, except for the fact that this, like, this is based off Hillary Clinton making a decision leaving a SEAL team behind. Um, but also very good. Like, I love these kind of like deep war movies. I really want to see. Um, I'm gonna get the title wrong, but it, it just came out or it's coming out nineteen is it nineteen seventeen. It comes out on the tenth yeah. of January. That movie looks amazing. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. There's and, two big movies coming out in January. January doesn't usually do this. Bad Boys Three is coming out. I didn't even know they were making that one. <clears throat> the trailers are all over the TV now. But yeah, 
If you like war movies or you like special ops movies, great. Number you know what three. Else? Hold on. You know what else is coming out this year? Or actually is out, like limited release. So if people want to watch it, they probably should find out if it's playing in a theater near them. Ip Man 4. Ip Man? Ip Man, yeah. You know, Have you not seen the Ip Man movies? No. Like, Ip Man, he's the guy that, like, trained Bruce Lee. Oh. Oh, they're so good. It's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Donnie Yen. I can check In the second out. movie, he fights Mr. T. Would you? I pity the fool. So, or something like that. Yeah, no, you gotta check those movies out. They're so good. Anyways, okay. Number three. Number three is getting into the less surprising. Um, it's actually not a Marvel movie, so good for, good for me. Um... I, I contemplated throwing uh, Captain Marvel on this list. Uh, I struggled with it greatly. Um, but it just, when it came down to it, I thought this movie was better. The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Um, it did live up to the nostalgia factor. I mean, um, as I've said previously, I think the movie could have been better. Um, just because it felt like it was a little shorter than it should have been. But it was still entertaining the cast was phenomenal and it was really fun to kind of explore like when you take a step back and realize that they're telling the story based off what a five-year like that's going from the 12 year old that controlled Emmett to the five-year-old who created like just this absolute chaos Mm -hmm. and her older brother it made it really kind of cool plus there was like that whole weird time traveling scenario the music was just as good it was it was great overall but like you can't go wrong with a voice cast that has like chris pratt elizabeth banks will arnett tiffany haddish allison Bree, nick offerman charlie day and the list goes on and on and on and on i liked with that movie how um they did a good job at kind of hiding the the actual like truth behind what was going on right like so the first like I'd say the first three quarters of the movie, you think that it's one thing. Um, you think that like, and that movie came out a while ago. We can talk. We can talk about spoilers. Uh, you think that the the Duplo people are evil, but really they're not. Yeah. Right. Like uh, once once everything kind of uh, came came around, like the reason why, like the true reason why she wanted to marry Batman was because so that they can all like live happily together and all that stuff like it was it was well done i enjoyed that it's pretty pretty deep and the fact that like his alter ego was just stuck under the dryer yeah (laughs) that kind of confused me like with the whole there's two of them and like they're the exact same person and time traveling stuff that got kind of weird but if that confused you just wait for my number two movie because your number two movie was actually your number one movie no, see, it, it can't be. It just for for many reasons, it can't be. My number two movie is a little. It's a little film. We'll call it an indie project. Star Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Holland, Colby Smulders. You know it as Spider Man: Far From Home. I know it as Spy Far From Home. And Spar, it was, Spar from Foam. Spar from Foam. Um. No, I really liked it. I thought it was kind of the great epilogue to um, the entire 
um, three phases that Marvel had. Um, some people still consider it the beginning of Phase 4. I'm pretty sure they're going to package this one in with the, the whole collection when it's all said and done. But it's... Or, sorry, not epilogue, eulogy for the phase. It's about his struggles without Iron Man being by, himso- by his side and how Disney's really pushing hard, although it's not part of the plot, well, it's kind of... Disney's really pushing hard to have Tom Holland take over the moniker of Iron Man. Or, dare we say, the Iron Spider. We don't know what Kevin Feige's planning, but it's absolutely great that they want they believe in this guy so much. And if you fast forward a few months after that, there was this whole debate on what was going to happen. Sony pulled out of the deal. Tom Holland started crying, called Marvel drunk, called Sony drunk, saying, I'll stop being your Spider-Man. I need to, I need to be with all the Disney thing. That's what making it special. And, like, can you imagine if they just walked away? And they're like, no, we're taking Tom Holland. But you couldn't have any of, like, Samuel L. Jackson, Kobe Smallers, nothing. You couldn't have anybody who's been in an Avenger movie. It would be, like, a bad dream. It would be like taking a Star Wars movie and Lucasfilm being like, you know what? You can have all your new characters. But I'm going to take all the old characters. Have fun. And kill them. Oh, wait. They did that already. <laughs> um, finally, I don't think this was ever going to be a doubt in my mind. Uh, I know you already knew mine before I even wrote down my list. Thor 2. The Dark World. Um, no, it's Avengers Endgame. But I don't know what I'm going to do now that superhero movies are no longer... like. I think I, I'm kind of exhausted by superhero movies. Like, I'm not excited for Black Panther. I am excited for, like, um, the Black Widow movie. Because really? it happens right at... It happens after Civil War, which makes it unique. They look so stupid. Why? Why? Because it's Mission Impossible with a woman? Whoa. You That's went exactly... there, not me. No, I'm questioning no, you. I, I, I want to see the movie. I just don't like the Black Widow character. I think it's see, stupid. I, I want to see it because Robert Downey Jr. is going to be making an appearance in it, Chris Evans, all this stuff. So it's kind of like... Oh, I'll just watch those clips. <laughs> You're just like searching them on the internet. I still haven't um, seen Captain Marvel, so... Well, you you missed... Actually, you only missed... You saw Homecoming, right? Yeah. So you could, the only thing you would have missed is like why people all of a sudden think Maria Hill and um, Nick Fury are aliens. But that's it. Um... Endgame, to me, was the culmination of 10 years worth of film. And when we do our our fun game, I'm not going to pick 10 movies from the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Because that would be stupid. I'm going to pick at least four. But when it, when it came down to it, it was, it was almost everything I could have hoped for. Was I sad it, they picked Iron Man to die versus Captain America? Yes. But after hearing, like, the Russos, exp- like, explain that, like, Robert wanted it that way, and he yeah, ad-libbed he's, the he's Iron... Pretty much, he's pretty much done with the Iron Man character, though, right? Well, yeah, they, they there is a possibility he comes back as AI. Oh, true. Where he doesn't have to act, he just does voice, or, like, he does, like, recording of his face. 
as like the new Jarvis, which is very possible still. We want to keep our fingers crossed out there, internet. Yeah, I'm still um, hoping for an Iron Man four. Yeah, it's gonna happen with like some other kid. <laughs> um, to me, this was perfect, and the fact that he got to ad lib that Iron Man, he was like, "Oh wait, this might be better." I am Iron Man, and then snapped his fingers. The pretty much the line that started and ended the entire superhero franchise right when he outs himself being like i am iron man he didn't want to hide yeah fantastic fantastic film i've watched it a bunch of times i can't wait to watch it more it's still not getting old and there was a a weird theory that i actually just read on reddit um about this film is that dr strange always wanted iron man to die after all the results he saw in Infinity War, he wanted Iron Man to die because he also thought Iron Man was a threat to the world, as was Thor and the Hulk. Because if you notice, all those big characters, including Captain America, are no longer around, right? So Doctor Strange created the one timeline that had Iron Man die, Hulk become self-aware and become um, Smart Hulk or banner hulk and thor is now trotting the galaxy with the guardians but he's not like they're they're, two of them aren't completely out of the picture right like well thor is going to be in that weird thor with natalie portman becoming a thor i don't know i kind of hope thor and jane kind of get together and it just finishes natalie portman becomes she hulk no lady oh wait thor lady wait I thought she hated him. Have you not seen these movie? Have you not? No, at the end of um, Thor 2, it just kind of like, they put her in hiding. And then they just never really address it. And Civil War, it kind of comes up. Or in Ultron, it kind of comes up. And then never again. Oh. Yeah, because there was issues going on behind the scenes during production. That's what it was. Yeah, apparently she wanted more money than they were going to give her. Yeah. So, there it is. My top five movies for 2019 are Murder Mystery, Triple Frontier, Lego Movie, the second part, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Avengers Endgame. It's a pretty interesting good list. Interesting list. Quite interesting. Can't wait to hear yours. You guys ready for mine? All right. I still can't believe you even watched this movie at number five. My number five movie is <laughs> Peppa Pig Goes to the Dentist. That was a riveting film. Yeah. Get it? Um, <laughs> no. So my number five movie is Shazam. And, okay, I'm I'm confused. Why are you surprised that I even went and saw that? I thought you would have, like, waited till the, um, like, it came out on, like, yeah. okay, Crave so, or something. So I was in that boat originally. I was like, uh, it's probably going to be terrible, right? But then um, a, a bunch of my friends saw it, and they said that it was actually pretty good. Uh, the general um, conversations online was that it was a, a pretty good movie. So I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll go ch- check it out. And I was actually pleasantly surprised about it. It was a pretty solid film. Um, they didn't, uh, they didn't like beat the whole superhero thing to death in that. Uh, they they touched on the future of Shazam with his um, little orphan family how they all kind of get uh, powered from the shazam thing whatever uh and and it had its good sense like 
about it had its good amount of humor but seriousness like it was it was well done and i'm actually kind of i'm excited to see the next one you've seen shazam right uh actually it's on my to watch list Uh, i haven't seen (laughs) two movies on your list all right uh my number four would be rocket man the 1997 comedy family comedy no uh (laughs) (laughs) you know that one right Yep, I do know Rocket Man. It's uh, it's about Queen, right? No, no, the nineteen ninety seven family comedy featuring Harland Williams. Oh no, I don't know that movie at all. But oh, he goes to Mars and then yeah, no, uh, Rocket Man. It's the um, Elton John biopic. Um, starring very popular movie. Who was the Uh, guy from? Taron Egerton? Yeah, Taron Egerton. Okay, so one of the really amazing things about this movie is that Taron Egerton actually sang and like performed all of the Elton John songs in that movie. Yep. So if you guys watch that movie, that is not Elton John singing. That is Taron Egerton. Like, he does an amazing job. Um, I'm a big fan of biopic films. Um I, I enjoy if if they're done properly right and they they try and they, they stay true to the actual story of what happened while making it engaging like dramatizing it or whatnot and I know that Elton John was an executive producer for the film so uh, there's a good chance that a lot of stuff that went on in this film was actually accurate um, so if you if you haven't seen Rocketman uh, anyone I would highly suggest watching it it was but actually really they good. also said that about uh bohemian rhapsody and that movie like they were like queen definitely was part of this and then people were really pissed off at the movie they said the movie was good but it was non-factual well Rocketman did get a good fairly good rating i think rotten tomatoes was it 89 percent critic rating 88 percent audience score so i i would i would give it that like i agree with that um, um t- can I give you a fun fact about this film? You sure can. So, Taron Egerton, as you uh, know and love him from re- recent movies such as Rocket Man, he was in a movie called Sing. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that was the one I where have he... not seen it, but you showed me the clip. Yeah, so he was selected for this film based off of... Um, he did a rendition of I'm Still Standing in the movie as a gorilla. And they liked him so much and liked his sound that they didn't think he would cheapen the sound of Elton John in this film. Also helped that he was British. Mm-hmm. But that um, role in an animated film helped him land the role of Elton John. Right? Pretty cool. Yeah. It's crazy how things like that can happen. You know what's also crazy? How a Star Wars movie is on my list. Yeah, that's like putting the Avengers on my list. Who would have thought? But the funny thing is, is that there's only one Star Wars movie that came out this year. Is there actually? Didn't Solo come in just after Christmas or that uh, was Christmas Day? Maybe it was Christmas Day. It doesn't count for me, though. Um, Rise of Skywalker is my number three. And there's a good reason for this to be in the middle of my list. It's not a perfect movie. Um, I don't necessarily agree with or... Uh, enjoy all of the changes that Disney has done to the Star Wars 
universe and franchise with the sequel trilogies. But they did enough in this film um, to connect it to the prequels and the original trilogy. And it was... Um, it They did a good job at taking everything that Ryan Johnson ruined in The Last Jedi and either giving it an explanation that kind of worked or just ignoring it altogether as if it didn't happen and it was completely in- insignificant. Okay. Uh, um, so I was actually pretty... I was fairly satisfied with the, the movie and I think uh, we we'll have to do a, a discussion about that later on after you've seen it. Cause I, I think you should, you should watch that movie. Yeah. It, it's on the list of things I'm going to do this month. I've I would suggest have... seeing it in theaters. Um, yeah. That's the, the whole thing. I want to see it in theaters before I don't have the opportunity to. Yeah. So rise of Skywalker is my number three movie of 2019. And it, it just 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 made it into the list because it came out like two weeks ago. Okay. My number two movie on the list is something. Well, it's another biopic film. Now that I think about it, Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen it? Uh, I've st- I started it and I fell asleep. I down- I did not illegally acquire <laughs> it. <laughs> um, great movie it is actually very well done. Um, if you like cars, if you like, uh, Christopher, what's his name? Christopher. It was Christian Bale. Wasn't Christian it? Bale. That's right. I was going to say Christopher Nolan. If you like Christian Bale or Christopher Brad Bale. Pitt, yeah. Brad Pitt. No, wait. Um, Matt Damon. <laughs> I don't even know who's in it. Uh, it's got a good cast. It has, uh, nice cars. They did a great job at kind of showing the history between, but behind, uh, the story between Ford and Ferrari and uh, what they had to go through to design a car to win the, I don't know what, it was like Italy or something like that, like the 24-hour race or some, some something. But it was, it was a good movie. Like the whole time, like it was, it, it wasn't boring. You know, like how some biopics and some films can get slow when they have to go into like the, boring details of like going into the backstory of characters there wasn't really that in this movie so i call that the nitty-gritty yeah and my number one movie of 2019 another film that sean has not seen and that he will probably wait for me to make him watch it john wick chapter three now before you publicly chastise me for this (laughs) Because this one is not my fault. You and I were supposed to get together and watch the movie, and then something came up with you, and it didn't happen. Yeah, I know. Well, it came out a while ago. You could have seen it without me. I wouldn't. I know I, it, it okay literally just loaded up on. I want to say Crave TV. Yeah. So it, it it's gonna be the girlfriend will go to work, and I'll watch John Wick. We should. We'll we'll have to get together. Maybe you know. I'll hold off until like March break or something. I'll come down and we'll have a John Wick marathon, three movie marathon. Sure, but we could do that anyways, and I could just watch the movie. Yeah, okay, but that's true. Here's the one thing about this John Wick situation that bothers me. Okay, you ready for it? Yeah. I already know there's a fourth one coming. I know, right? 
but we knew that there was a third one and a second one right after the first one, so. The Baba Yaga has spoken. Yeah. Uh, we- I think, though, like, let me let me explain why this is my number one pick for this, this year. It is a no-bars action flick that has Keanu Reeves in it. He's an, actually a great actor. Um, the action sequences are top-notch. The story is, yes, it's kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, the first movie was ridiculous. Like, he literally killed everyone because they killed his dog, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like a fun action movie. We don't get those very often anymore, you know? Like, it's not like the 80s when we were getting the uh, the Schwarzenegger and the Stallone action flicks where they just are, like, endless, like, un, like super powerful killing machines, right? It's just like kind of a, a nice throwback to those movies, but with modern, like a modern twist to it. And it's like uh, the, the gunplay and everything. It's just like, it's just a fun movie to watch. And He's it's an like, assassin. Yeah. And he gets into situations and you're like, oh shit, how is he going to get out of this? And then he gets out of it and you're like, yes, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to get out of it. But now how is he going to kill that guy? you're like oh shit he's taking that baby and beating him to death with the baby but is that baby okay yes because he cares about the child that doesn't actually happen in the movie but you can imagine it could happen and that's how good the movie is i'd agree with your list (laughs) mainly because i know john wick's gonna be good um ford versus ferrari from what i saw i enjoyed it but i fell asleep so i don't know if it was the movie or i was really tired you were probably really rise of the skywalker i just i need to see it before it leaves theaters rocket man was amazing and shazam again just one of those movies that i didn't think it would make a top five for either of us shazam really yeah so i just it's and here's i think big part of it being on my top five list is that yeah, the Marvel movies are all good, minus, you know, a few of older ones. But there's a set standard of production for that one. But if you look at, like, the DC movies, um, they, yeah, they look good, but they just have been boring or not good, right? So it was kind of a nice change to have a DC superhero movie that actually was well-received and, and an enjoyable film. That's like waiting for the Justice League to come out uh, for the director's cut. Did that come out this year or last year? The Justice League? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I uh, Justice League came out, I think it was 2018. Might have been earlier. I don't know. Well, we, 2017. Wow. That movie has been asked for three years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whew. Um, that's like when I was making this list. I was convinced Deadpool 2 came out this year. But it came out last year. And I watched that movie the other night. And I really enjoyed it. Do you want to do video games? Yarp. Alright, I'll go through my list first. Alright. Um, I'm, I'm basing my list solely on playtime. Um, one, I haven't played a ton. But I've, I've played enough to know that I love it. Um, but the other ones are, they're nostalgic for me slash I, I fully wanted to put the outer worlds on this list. I have downloaded it and I started the game, but I didn't feel like it was enough to put it into my top five. 
Um, I also considered putting Red Dead because although I got it for Christmas last year, I started playing it in February. That one was tough because I poured a ton of hours into that game. But it wasn't released in 2019, so I have to be fair for myself. So, oh, number five actually came out in 2017. <laughs> oh, yeah. So some of these games that uh, we've selected are we've, we've decided that they have they can come out earlier as long as they are being constantly updated and treated as if they are but, a, a new game. Yes. So Civilization Six or Sid Meier's Civilization Six came out in 2017 for PC, but it hit consoles in the year 2019. In the year um, 2019. <laughs> um, it's different. It's it's not the animation style that you're used to from like Civ Four and Five. It is a little bit more cartoony, but they did that because they now have the ability to process things faster. The animations for building is a lot more crisp, um, and the fact that they were able to move it to console with relatively no issues is pretty great. The only downfall to it is everything from 2017 to the release in 2019 is included in the game, but any other support they offer the game via dlc i don't think it's going to hit the switch it may hit ps4 or xbox but i'm, I'm very doubtful so um, so the game came out on switch first before i know it that came there out was a, there was a civ game on xbox 360 but the civilization 6 or whatever came out on switch first and i think it just yes. recently was released on ps4 and xbox and they have dlc but it's it is on for all three consoles but it's another like 50 bucks yeah, it like I got mine for twenty nine dollars. Yeah, I got the base game for like thirty bucks or something like that. Uh, but I'm sorry, I'm not paying fifty dollars for a DLC. Yeah, not worth it to me. No. Um, but it's really fun if you like that kind of RTS type of game. Check it out. Civ Five is literally one of my favorite games of all time. It's right up there. Like it's it's not nearly because I haven't been able to sink my teeth into Civ Five and or Civ Six like I have Civ Five. And when I bought Civ Five, I bought it on a humble bundle discount, so I got it for like fifteen bucks. But I got every expansion that ever came out for it. Mm-hmm. And they don't really do that anymore. No. Or it w- wasn't humble bundle? It was maybe Steam sale. No, I think it was a humble bundle because I I bought it then too. Yeah. Well, you should play with Josh and I. We play like. Once every two months, and we just play for six hours straight. All right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually in the process of waiting for a new video card to come in. Yeah, I need a a new computer. Period. Mostly, my video card right now sounds like a jet engine because it's a blower style card, and so it makes playing games really annoying. Speaking <laughs> of really annoying games, number four on my list is um, annoying to uh, the makers of both Fortnite. And Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is still fun, by the way. Apex Legends. I played the shit out of this game for months when it came out. Unbelievably fun. It was different. The mechanics were a little bit more crisp. The fact that you could revive your teammates in a little bit of a different way. Um, how the online community took over this game and it actually pushed PUBG kind of out. And now it's Apex versus Fortnite. But it doesn't have the building mechanics that Fortnite has, and it's more about your ability to move around, be elusive. I find like the zip lining a little bit constructive, or constrictive, and 
I don't like that kind of like jumpy movement, mm-hmm. jetpacky bullshit. But the game is still fun. Part of it is based on skill. The other part based on luck. Because um, you don't know what you're going to loot at any point in time. But it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Did you Did you get to play it a lot or no? I played a little bit, but I'm I'm not good at those those games. I don't mind first person shooters, but I find that in in the battle royale style games, there's not enough. There's too much downtime in between when you're playing, especially if you're not very good, right? Like, it takes time to get better at any new first person shooter, right? Um, yeah. But if if you're playing a game like Call of Duty, right, you can hop into uh, team deathmatch, and yeah, die like 50 times. But it's not you're not waiting like five minutes to get into another game each time you die. So yeah, that's true. you're able, especially to, if you're playing with a squad. Yeah, so you're able to get into um, a better rhythm and become skilled at the game faster. My problem with games like uh, Apex Legends, PUBG, Fortnite is that when you die you're out of the game so then you have to go and find another one so it's like okay especially when you start it's like oh i don't even know what i'm doing and now i'm dead so now i have to wait another few minutes and reload the menu and then load a game and then get it back into that right so i played it for a little bit with some friends but uh it just it was just too frustrating after a while because it's like i'm trying to do something but i just can't or i'm not good enough to actually like shoot someone and it's just taking too long for me to get back into game to practice right yeah i don't disagree you're gonna hate me for this specifically because of what you asked me to do earlier but one of the best battle royales i've played in a long time is actually the one in battlefield 5 the hell you just said that battlefield 5 sucks earlier yeah, I, I was thinking of Battlefield 4, whichever, because we were talking about old games and, like, console launch, uh, just so Maybe much. Battlefield but, like, the battle, the Battlefield 5 Battle Royale was great. Yeah, Firestorm, it's actually a lot of fun, especially, like, because you can drop in with, like, your your squad, and the maps are big enough that um, everyone's kind of, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There's just something different about it. Yeah, the, the the waves are good too, but we're not going to talk about Battlefield yeah. Five because you and I will get into a domestic dispute. Yeah, and then uh, we'll have to call the police, and I'll be like, "Yes, officer, right here. This is where he number th- me." <laughs> number three is a Switch exclusive. Um, the game, I like. I had interest in it. I played the original on the Wii U, um, and then Video Game Donkey released a review video for this game. And it took my interest levels from passable to, oh my god, I have to play this. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 for the Nintendo Switch. This game has a lot of really fun, unique aspects to it. I do like the fact that you can level through the game um, in order to learn different mechanics. Mm -hmm. So instead of a tutorial, you're actually playing through the game. And it's teaching you without you wanting to, like, you're actively learning without actively learning. Mm -hmm. Um... The online community is insane. There are some levels that I would never try in my entire life. There's some that you see on the internet, um, the one with all the fire sticks or the lava sticks spinning, and the guy like craftily jumps all the way through it. Yep. Game is phenomenal. 
just phenomenal. It's great if you want to play for five minutes or you want to play for an hour. If you want to build a level to screw with your friends, awesome. If you want to just try some nostalgic Mario levels, great too. Plus, it opened the catalog, so you can actually build from more games too. I think it's Super Mario's 1 through 4 now, right? Plus the 3DS one uh, and the 3D, 3D World. 3D World. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I own. I get frustrated with that game only because I I'll I'll play levels that people have made <laughs> and like they're impossible. So, but it's fun. It's it's fun to see what other people can come up with. And how just like you play some levels, you're like, who hurt you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, number two is surprising to me because when I was making this list, I didn't want to put. A sports game on it. I really didn't. I, I was worried that you'd say it was a cheapened guess or it was a cheapened blow. But I gotta commend EA for creating a game that doesn't piss me off as much as its predecessors did. I went with NHL 2020. I've played this game a lot. I'm fine. I find the AI a lot better when trying to build a team or like the card games are really intuitive now there's a lot more challenges you can continue to complete throughout the game to keep it fun there's no more loot box aspect to the game yeah you can buy card packs but card packs make it play to win or pay to win Mm -hmm. but that only does so much you can you can get a good Sidney crosby card but a Sidney crosby card is not going to do you anything if you suck shit at the game the other thing too is the whole like world of chell that they've opened up into the game where you can complete tasks and one-on-one games or threes games or drop-in games to continue to earn yourself equipment and stuff i think 2018 was just or i guess nhl 19 wasn't very good nhl 18 wasn't very good this is the first one in a while where i've been able to be like yeah you know what i'm still not bored of the game i was playing it the other day finally the first game i played on the big tv was nhl That's about as surprising as you picking Endgame as your number one movie. I don't think so, because why would like I wouldn't typically pick an NHL game. Honestly, if Fallout was better, Fallout would be number one, two, three, four, and five. Now that would be as surprising as Endgame. Number one shocked me, um, but I went based off the nostalgia factor, the playability, the replayability, and the fact that it's actually not broken or trash. I went with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They took away jetpacks and made it a just good Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had one of those in like six years. This is true. It um, it's it's very fun. It's very good. It's very entertaining. And like, sure, some games you have a KD of two, and other games you have a KD of point five. Who cares? You just gotta you just gotta play the the game at the right time. Yeah, the Mostly only like thing in the middle of the afternoon when all the kids are at school, or like three a.m. when you're playing a bunch of Europeans. Yeah. Um, the only two things that I think they missed the mark on is they opted away from a zombies mode and no battle royale. I'm okay with no battle royale. It's just every other I game feel... has a battle royale. Even hockey has one. Really. Yeah, you play like a three on or a one on one on one game, and then the winner of that game goes to the next bracket. The next, it's battle royale, but just different. Oh, I I, f- I find that um, 
if they put too much multiplayer content in, like Battle Royale, Team Deathmatch, all of that stuff, then it takes away and it divides the ga- the community, the online community, right? So eventually, as the game has um, aged, it makes it a lot harder to find specific game modes because no one's playing them. Yeah, but didn't you also argue, or it hasn't it been argued that like the last Black Ops game that came out, which was last year's, had a zombies mode, or no? It is, yeah, it had zombies, but no story. And people were like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, it was like multiplayer so, only. Last year was World at War 2, or World War 2. That's what it was. It had it had zombies, but it didn't have a story at all, which was terrible. Then again, they probably took a lesson from... You know what? I had the wrong game, because Battlefield Five even had a good story. Yeah, you I'm sorry. I take back one, aren't you? No, yeah, Battlefield One. Yeah, that game yeah. sucked. It was Sorry. okay, but not the greatest. No, that game sucked. <laughs> so there, there's my list: uh, Civ Six for console, Apex Legends, Super Mario Maker Two, NHL Twenty Twenty, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All right, my list is games nobody will care about. Nobody, nobody cares about what I think. All right, number five on the list, which I. I'm not sure. I know you haven't played this. Uh, and I know I've that... Played, I've played uh, 3.5. All right. Um, it flew under the radar for a lot of people, and I think it was uh, a game that if you had played games in the past from this developer, then yes, you would get this one. Um, the game is Judgment. It is by... I can never pronounce the uh, the company name... Uh, it's by the guys that made the Yakuza games. The Yakuza games? Yeah, and like Yakuza 0, uh, Kiwami 1 and 2, Yakuza 6, um, a whole bunch of Yakuza games. Anyway, so they, they've branched off and made a game that was not Ryuga part of Yakuza. Ryuga Gotugu Studio? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, that's it's, a lot. It, it's not part of the Yakuza series, but it uses the same uh, Yakuza Six engine. Um, it, you're you're a cop, and you are trying to solve crimes and stuff like that. Um, th- th- these games just have uh, a level of uh, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. There is just something about them that, that they are, are they're polished games. They are completely voice acted the animations like there's cutscenes. it's all it, it it's very cinematic you know how like um the kojima games when you watch or when you play the games it's like you're just watching a movie because the cutscenes are so long but they're so well done right this is what you mean they're walking simulator death stranding yeah this these games like that this company makes it they make great like crime drama games um the cutscenes, yes there could be a lot of them but they are not um they're not boring um there's there's enough that goes on in them like and there's a lot of uh the the voice actors and the actors in them there's a lot of like soul that they put into it and you can tell so it's if, if you like crime dramas right like movies and stuff like that mysteries thrillers stuff like that um these games are actually really good. So that's that's my number five list. Um, number four is uh, 
uh, a late new a late addition to the uh to the list but i'm gonna have to put jedi fallen order on there wow yeah I now know, what's right? more surprising yeah right um i was actually and i mentioned earlier uh i was wrong about the game um it is it's a lot of fun they have taken mechanics from various different games and put it all into one and the story so far that i've seen is 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 good the lightsaber um battles and controls are good it's not just so much walking around and being invincible like you you have to dodge and parry and you know do combos and stuff like that like it it was actually um it's a lot of fun and i hope that um we get kind of more games in this style like in the star wars universe um because unfortunately with um the history of ea games and um some of their star wars games they haven't been well received at launch so hopefully this will be a change in the for the future of star wars games Uh, one would hope it would be really nice if um disney kind of opened up the license for star wars video games to other companies because i feel like that there's a lot that other game companies could do with the star wars license and universe and stories if given the chance but oh well, well. considering they're not going to be making movies for a while maybe the best way to tell their stories will be via video game i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you saw a clone wars game to be honest with you just because that type of animation would be a little bit cheaper for them to make yeah uh, moving forward, my number three game. Uh, this game doesn't have a title, um, so we'll just call it Untitled Goose Game. Ah, get it? Uh, have you played this one yet? I have played a lot of it. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's so soothing. It's like one of those games like you could have a stressful day at work. You know, you got a slight headache. You just want to go home, sit on the couch do something but not really think too much about it and you know what i'm gonna be a goose and i'm gonna wreak havoc and it's fun uh the game kind of came out of nowhere it started as kind of like a joke turned into like a top seller it's a cult Um, classic for 20 bucks yeah yeah it's it's actually really good and it's one of those things that um you kind of owe it to yourself to play this game um and and good on the developers for for creating something like this <laughs> um there there's a, a a slight documentary a short documentary video on youtube about how this game kind of came to light and it's uh worth a uh, worth a a watch or a listen whatever you want to do a um, yeah so my number two game this one's um this one came out a little while ago now this one isn't a 2019 release, but there have been or a some... 2018 release. Yeah, it actually came out in 2017. But um, and and if you were to ask me two two years ago about this game, I would have been said that it sucked and it was awful and I hate it and you should hate yourself for wanting to play it. Um, but in the last two years and especially in the last year, uh they have really the developers have really updated this game and it feels like a 
a new game like it feels like a game that has come out this year like i actually totally didn't even realize that it came out in 2017 but there was a, a major update that came out uh mm, a few weeks ago um and moving forward there's going to be tons of updates and this game is star wars battlefront 2 dun 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 Boom. Um, <laughs> now like the, the, that's the thing is uh some people still think about the game when it first came out and there's the controversy behind it right and like the, the loot boxes and the amount of money that people would have had to put into the game just to unlock stuff well they completely overhauled that system they've added clone wars content they've added um you know original or like prequel characters um They've, they've really listened to the community. They just released uh, their Celebration Edition update. So, like, you get, like, a ton of unlock skins and uh, character abilities and weapons and stuff like that. Um, but it's not needed because you can still uh, unlock all of that stuff by playing. It's just, a, you know, a, a major update. And they, I, I guess it makes sense because of how much money they lost when the game launched it's i i don't think they can sell the game for full price but they can release like this celebration edition um or this like a celebration dlc which i think is about 35 dollars canadian um and it just unlocks like a shit ton of stuff and they're still adding content to it the community is very active the games are fun you know it's uh it feels like a completely different game so i i've put a, a decent amount of time in the game this past year more so than the previous two so that's my number two game nice game from two uh, years ago (laughs) i I, i'm okay with that i'm like it's been on my i want it to be a 20 dollar game well it's been under 20 bucks on a regular basis i know and then when i go to buy it it's always above (laughs) so i i tried to pull a fast one at eb for their boxing thing or boxing day sale it's like if you bought any two games between $19 and $24, you got them both for 40 bucks. Battlefront was like $27. I was like, no. what the fuck? Those bastards. So, yeah, um, those jerks. And my number one game for 2019, um, it's a Battle Royale game. Is but it not the Fortnite? normal, not the, kind, not the kind of Battle Royale that everyone thinks of when they think of battle royale it is the most cutthroat battle royale game ever to come out and that is tetris 99 you've played tetris 99 right yes i I think anyone with a nintendo switch online membership should have had played this at least once um there's just something about this game it's frustrating but it's fun i love tetris tetris is like a lot of fun i've i play this game for hours a day like it's one of those things that I'll, I'll pop on if i have some time to kill before i have to go and do something but then i end up being late for whatever i have to do because i keep playing tetris there's just something fun about playing tetris against 98 other people getting so close to first place like uh, i think i average on a good day i can average like uh third or fourth or fifth place fairly regularly nice um they've they've released a huge update the other 
last month or something like that um that had like team battles so at the beginning of as as the game's loading you select your team and i think we we talked about this in a previous episode uh you select the team that you want to play on and then it's all of those people versus uh like together versus everyone else kind of thing um they've added like multiplayer like offline um like or not offline but like two-player multiplayer and like a whole bunch of stuff like they're they're really did, supporting did the they game. because i tried to use two-player multiplayer the other day and it didn't work i'm pretty sure they did i'll have to double check but uh they, they've just released like a there's been a ton of content that they've released and they are regularly doing um uh like ch- championships on the weekends to unlock uh, themes and stuff like that like so i don't know it's just that's it's a, it's a great game and the thing is is the cost of entry is literally just an online membership and i know you can buy it physical as well and you don't need the online membership to own but the then game, you can't battle royale people but you still need to yeah you still need to have well if you buy it physical it comes with like a year of um oh the online Mario or nintendo online but yeah, that's my uh, number one. Number cool. One so your list is so. Judgment, Jedi Fallen Order, some goose game that's untitled, Battlefront Two, and Tetris Ninety Nine. That is correct. Good mix cool. of everything. So, let me ask you before we go, what disappointed you this year? I know you and I came up with a list of three things that were just utter disappointments, and I think uh, some of our our picks for disappointments are going to be shocking to people. Some might be super obvious because we've complained about it a bunch. Um, but we have a top three for you guys to share. Um, and it's not Days Gone or Death Stranding, although both of those games were pretty big disappointments to the well, community. Well, I don't know. I for Maybe for you. Death Strand or um, Days Gone is now like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Or it was I'm, 20 bucks all week. I'll buy that again at 19 I would say, yeah, Days Gone was a slight disappointment for sure. Death Stranding, uh, I kind of knew what I was getting into when I got that. So, And and by that, I mean I had no idea what I was getting into, so I didn't really have any expectations. Yeah, the Days Gone's biggest thing was they kept delaying the game, and it still wasn't finished. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, our number three... Um, biggest disappointment this year was there was no mini Nintendo 64. We're spoiled human beings, and spoiled human beings get used to consistency and patterns. Yeah, come on, and Nintendo, years, don't you like money? Two years ago, they gave us the, the NES Mini, and then they gave us a Super NES Mini, and we waited patiently for the announcement. We waited to E3. E3 came. E3 left. No mini Nintendo 64s. They didn't even do anything for the Switch for the 64. Why? Why, we ask you, why? Hell, Nintendo hasn't even updated their, like, Switch OS to allow for, like, organizing games and stuff like that. But come on, Nintendo. The N64 was one of your best systems. And if you were to curate all of your games, Nintendo, if you were to curate them, in the top 100, you would probably have 15 to 20 titles that lived on that console. 
Come on, Nintendo. But I guess, you know, it, it does make sense because they know that the piracy <laughs> on their other two is just, like, off the charts. But I, I guess that's what happens when you use, like, open source hardware and software. Um, yeah, but you know what? I think that's what also sold that console. Unless they're trying to come up with a way that make it, er, makes it completely unhackable. But almost every 64 game has already been ROMed. Or all the mm-hmm. good ones, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just want, like, a little tiny... I just want wanted, like, a little tiny clear purple N64. I, I would, would go with either the clear purple or the, the, the jungle green. Yeah. I, I think, though, a big problem with actually building that wouldn't be the hardware. The controller. It would be the controller, right? The packaging, like everything is so tight. Although the Super NES packaging is smaller than the Nintendo packaging, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't think it is. I think it's roughly the same size. But, but with the, the controller is uh, going to be a thing because you're going to yeah. want two controllers or four. And the thing is, the controller is going to be the size of the console right so here's an idea why don't you just do it <laughs> yeah nintendo. just sell it for 150 bucks seriously nintendo take we'll my money <laughs> i'll buy it but we if you're gonna even, sell it for 100 don't have to think about it we would just buy it yeah if you're gonna make it 150 bucks give it 50 games i don't even have enough hdmi ports on my tv but i would just buy another tv then yeah, just three TVs. <laughs> screw it. I mean, I could I I could come up with twenty five games I would want on the, the sixty four. However, just as a design note, if you're listening, the powers that be of Nintendo, if you're gonna make a clear green Nintendo Mini, because there's only three colors you should really buy, the green one, jungle green for Donkey Kong, the purple one which was just amazing, and then the black one. Make sure on the trans uh, the transparent consoles you put a, a little piece of red plastic in there for the rumble pack. Or the expansion pack, the not expansion the rumble pack. pack. Yeah. That's the other thing too. They're gonna have to make build the rumble packs right into the controllers. No. No, they wouldn't. They would just sell them. Just I'm, gouge you for more and yes, more. Yes, one hundred percent it's Nintendo we're talking about. But you know what? I would buy it. I don't even care. Yeah, my, my budget's $150 on this this console that's not coming out. Yeah, I know. But my my conditions are, A, it's got to be aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> Your demands. B, it needs like, <laughs> these are my demands. Get me my demands. And it has to have at least 30 games. Because once you get through the core games, like you're obviously going to want Smash Brothers. You're going to want Mario Party 2. You're going to want Super Mario 64. You're going to want Donkey Kong 64. Hell, you're you know gonna what they want could Doom. even do? Banjo-Kazooie. You know they, they could just release... Uh, an N64 Mini with no games on it. A cartridge And then slot. have a cartridge slot. <laughs> and then you buy, like, game packs, right? So you could buy, like, the Mario Party. Five Par- games at a time. The Mario Party pack. And it's, like, Mario or Mario Party pack. So it comes with, like, Mario Party 1, 2, 3, 4, right? Um, or 1, 2, and 3. Was that was 4 on? It's It's got a couple. No, just Mario N64. Party 1, 2, 3... Yeah, uh, Super Mario 64 and Paper Mario. There's one console, the cartridge right there. Or it's even like Mario Kart. 
as Ooh, Super that Smash, one too. like the Mario competition, Mario Kart, Smash Bros, Mario Parties. And then you, right? could, you could have the Jungle Pack, which features games such as Donkey Kong, Banjo-Kazooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day. What other yeah. games have a jungle vibe to them? Or that could be like the uh, action-adventure games. But they all have uh, a Yeah, like jungle. they could, like Nintendo, take notes. This is... We're printing you money here. Yeah. Seriously, they, they don't even have to, like... <sighs> Nintendo, just just give us a job. We'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> come on. We'll, 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 we'll build an office and we'll just, we'll do it. We'll, we'll hire a bunch of people um, and they'll do it for us, but we'll come, we'll be the ideas people. We got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. We got you, Nintendo. And we're going to make the console now worth $119, $164.99. And each game pack, aside from the, the one that you get with the console, will be 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Controllers will be thirty. There'll be four ports on the, the 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 system. This is great. Number two on our list, David. I know you uh, you felt really strongly about this back in June. You want to tell me what number two is, or tell our our listeners what number two is? Uh, no. Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> David was really upset when Sony decided to just fuck off and decide not to do anything at E three. No, I wasn't. David cried for days. It was like 20 minutes. Times four. Yeah. Sony, what are you doing, man? Come on, Sony. What? Why? Why? Which which to, I don't to... understand, right? Like, they had such a good lineup of first-party exclusives, right? That they could have shown off a ton of stuff on at E3. Hell, they even though they announced the... Um, the PlayStation 5 before E3, I'm pretty sure. They could have just plugged it again, right? Like, it would have been, like, show something. I don't think they've shown any, like, visuals of what, uh, what it is, right? They're just talking about specs. And they could have warned us. They could have been like, hey, guys, don't buy Days Gone. It's not complete. Don't worry about it. Hey, here's another video of friggin' The Last of Us 2 that you're never going to see until the new console comes out. Yeah. But nothing. Like, you remember last year's E3? Or I guess two years ago now, because we're in 2020. That was a joke. That wasn't even a good E3 for um, Sony. I don't... Like, is Sony just... Are they so out of money that they're just trying to save everything? Last year was good. But they didn't have a lot of first-party games that came out that blew the doors off. No. Yeah. They, and I think it's because they, they've they just been getting lazy, right? Like, um, when's the new consoles coming out? Next holiday? Like, holiday 2020? Hol- yeah, so this year. Right, so I think uh, this year at E3 is going to be a big one for both Microsoft and and Sony, and uh, I'm I'm sorry, but watch out, Nintendo. You're gonna have to do something to uh, impress us this year. N64 Mini. That's all they have to do. <laughs> That's, That's all literally they all they have to do. Literally all. Because do. the Switch is perfect the way it is right now. Yeah, I, like if they release like a, a Switch Pro, you know, with an updated like GPU and stuff like that, then 
100%. That's what I'm waiting for, actually. Or, or, just throwing this out there, they could sell their patents to other companies and allow more peripherals to be made for the, the console. Just make it more accessible for people because a lot of people can't afford... Like, as somebody who invests a lot in my gaming stuff, $80 for a new controller, 99 or 89 or 99 for two new Joy-Cons. What Do you remember the days of the 64 and the GameCube where, like, uh, it wasn't Biogenic. What was the company before that called? Mad Cats. That, Mad Cats used to make controllers and stuff. And they were shit, though, but they were cheap, right? Like, Intech was the other one, I think. iTech? iTech, I think so, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that was for affordable. Like, I'm not a parent. I don't have three kids running around playing video games. But, man, these Joy-Cons aren't built for heavy gaming. No. You have to buy a Pro Controller. And that's the truth of it. Like, when you're playing, like, watching the girlfriend play Kingdom Hearts, like, she she plays, but she button mashes a lot, which is fine. It's a, it's a hack slash kind of game. But if that was on the Switch and you're playing that, like, attached to the console, that's getting twisted around a lot. Yeah. That's, like... That's why, like, certain games I, I won't play in handheld mode. Um like just i the the buttons are a different type of button right so like they're more stiff yeah they're i don't know and Pro- i just feel like i'm going to break the joycon the the i don't know if you remember it i know we were talking about sony but the pro controller for the Wii U versus the pro controller for um the Switch are two very different beasts the pro controller for the Switch feels like a good controller like mm-hmm. It, it, its quality feels in between my elite and my regular three, uh, my regular Xbox One controllers. Mm-hmm. Like I actually think it's a better quality than even the DualShock, which is saying something. Yeah. What are we on? DualShock Three, DualShock Four, uh, we're in DualShock, DualShock 4. Four. But like that is a hefty controller. But you know what the thing is? Is like that the cost of controllers haven't um, like for. The PS, like for PlayStation and Xbox, they haven't changed like significantly from generation to generation. Yeah, like, but they're like, in my case, they're investments. I know for my Xbox, my, what do I have? I sold my day one edition um, just because, like, it did, like, it peaked at its value. I watched it for a while. And I was able to pay for another controller for it, type of thing. That's all I really cared about. It was it was it was a memento, but I really didn't like whatever. Um, the original controller that came with the console, I used until it broke. Like I used that for we're talking twenty thirteen. These things came out, right? Yeah, something like so that. So I used it probably till twenty fifteen sixteen, but I've only used my elite for first-person shooters i don't use it for any other games um because one of my buddies used it for nhl and created a drift so i had to send it away to get repaired so after that i will never use that for any like i just don't let people touch my controller um but i've had my horizon controller for about two years and i'm just finding now it's getting a little sticky but i don't eat with my controllers or anything like that like i take care of them Mm mm-hmm 
when I get a little bit of oil on them or whatever, then that becomes like the I'm eating chips with this controller controller. Yeah, this is my snack controller. This is, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling peckish controller. I, um, this has nothing to do with Sony. We're sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're completely off off topic now. Do, do you want to do the final one uh, yeah. before we call it a show? Yeah, so this the one. The most controversial. Yeah, and and I would say the most disappointing thing of 2019. Can I get a drum roll? Pokemon Sword and Shield. Dun dun dun. No. We've lost a lot of followers. No, we debated this one for a while. Yeah. And you know what? Like, they. This game was hyped up for so long, right? Um, Nintendo at E3 said that they're working on a Pokemon game. Um, or I guess it was Game Freak, whatever. It was hyped up. They were giving us little bits and bits and nibbles of information. And then just before release, lots of information started leaking about how much content was not in the game. So yeah. like they took out certain things like the Pokemon Global Link. There was a lot of Pokemon in there that people were expecting that weren't. I think there was like 60-some-odd percent of all Pokemon ever created wasn't in the game. Um, and then when it did release, where like there was like early copies out there, it just looked like an unfinished game, like with bad animations and and whatnot. Now, granted, you know it could it could be a Battlefront two situation, right, where they work on the game and updated it and and kind of fix it moving forward. But I don't think so. I think they're just going to work on the game for a little bit and then start working on the next one and then fix all the problems that they had with this one in the next one but will they here's my my biggest thing they pro they promised the sun and moon and gave us black and white but then they also decided like if you look at some of the 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 mons that are in the game they don't look good they look rushed the game like they're they made another meowth that just looks like it ate another pokemon and it's a glitch it's just a long meowth it's just it's it's between the global pokedex and the fact that the game is so easy like i played through the first two gyms and then i got bored this game is not challenging at all and i was doing the the one, the originals challenge that was online. Mm-hmm. So I vowed to play the entire game with only my starter. And then I can rotate through any Pokemon that was within the 150, as in my other five. So I did that, and I caught a Magikarp early in the game, which is just growing rather rapidly. Um, so I'm literally playing with four active Pokemon the entire time. But with EXP share being what it is now, the game is designed for kids to be good at it quickly. Yeah. It's not challenging. It's it's not, dare I say, it's not the most fun. Was that, is that hard to say? Um, no, I would, I would, I, I could agree with that. And I it's, think the people uh, that are enjoying it, sure. Like if you really enjoy Pokemon, like, and just for what it is, then yeah, like you'll enjoy it, but there's a, I think that there's enough 
that they took out that if you can't see any of the flaws or like you refuse to acknowledge them then you're just being like blinded by i i want to say like if almost like your fanboyism is that a word you know what i mean yeah, like when that happens just... with you in star wars all the time well yeah, no i I, I can totally <laughs> i can totally dislike a star wars thing but you know Prove what i mean it. like so people if they if they see no problem with what um they did with the new pokemon games if they're like oh well you know i'm just happy that they they included the pokemon that they did oh yeah we have like at least charmander in there but it's like that's you're they're missing the the point right like there's so much stuff that have they've included in previous games that now the first standalone game core game on the new uh, on the nintendo switch right the first truly next gen pokemon game and they've taken so much stuff out of it and yes i get it people are just happy to have a pokemon game on the switch that's that's not using the let's go catching mechanic right yeah well that like i mean i respected the way let's go pikachu and eevee was presented the way this game is presented you have to keep switching through these like weird camera angles some areas you can have a 360 other areas you're you're you just can't look around you can't navigate properly you go into the grass sometimes there's exclamation points and they're supposed to be harder pokemon but not ones that you see but they're still the ones that you see so it makes no sense at all Mm -hmm. it was unfortunately for me and you the biggest disappointment and miss of 2019 and it competed with Nintendo and Sony. So yeah. Nintendo, you made our list twice, and we praised Nintendo quite a bit on this podcast. Yeah, it was, and and I would say, because I had that game pre-ordered, I was ready to fully dive into a new Pokemon adventure, and I actually canceled my pre-order the day before launch. You know, the one other thing that really annoys me about the game, just thinking about it, because you've got my blood boiling, <laughs> your your rivals, not your rival, it's your best friend slash the person who's pushing you, but you can't go very far in the world without him just showing up and be like, okay, this is what we got to do next. Do you remember Pokemon Red and Blue, yeah, where then... Gary would only show up every once in a while to just antagonize you, fight you, kick your ass? Yeah, and he's like, oh, uh, look at... And then you had to figure out how to beat him the second time? Yeah, and he'd be like, oh, you were only this far? I've, like, done this, blah, 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 blah. You suck. And then he'd, he'd leave. Yeah, those games were challenges. You had to think. Yeah. Like, when you had to, like, go do LT Surge's gym, that was a challenge, because you had to, like, restart your Game Boy all the time. Mm-hmm. There's just... It's not hard. It's easy. Easy not, games not are not game, hard. It's not a game made for us anymore. No, we're, we're we're too smart for Pokemon. Yeah, you know what I want? I want Nintendo to release like Pokemon, like the original ones. Release like a it's virtual console. Virtual console for like Game Boy on the Switch. Do That'd that, awesome. Nintendo. Until it makes your screen <laughs> four by three. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. But with that being said, 
we are going to jump off the, the 2019 Express and head into 2020 um, with one more review show coming up. It's either going to be next week or the week after. We might give you guys a little bit of a break from it. We can assure you that Pokemon is not going to make it to either of our uh, nostalgic lists. Um, well, this version of Pokemon, I can't guarantee it for all the rest. But uh, we want to thank you guys for sticking with us through 2019 and uh, joining us in 2020. And we are really excited to uh, really get through this next little bit because we have a lot of exciting things coming up and we're we're really we're really motivated and ready to get to it. Isn't that right, David? That is right, Sean. That is right. <laughs> David, my robot from Planet Danger. Yes. I am the people's choice, after all. Beep, boop, beep, yeah, boop, beep. We're going to have to give you a new category, uh, uh, new title. No, I can't. I can't. But people from, all, from, from us here to you guys out there, we want to wish you uh, uh, a happy new year and... We can't wait to have you guys back. Thanks for listening, guys. Yahoo!